Sermon 120, Commentary in the Gospel of Luke, Sermons 111 through 125, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by R. Payne Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Luke 18, 9 through 14. And he spake also this parable unto certain who trust in themselves that they are righteous and despise others. Two men went up unto the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus to himself, God, I thank thee that I am not like the rest of mankind, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I pay tithe of all that I gain. But the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up even his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful unto me the sinner. I tell you that this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that abaseth himself shall be exalted. Ye who love instruction and are eager to listen, receive once again the sacred words. Delight yourselves in the honey of wisdom, for so it is written. Good words are honeycombs, and their sweetness is the healing of the soul. For the labor of the bees is very sweet, and benefits in many ways the soul of man. But the divine and saving honey makes those in whom it dwells skillful in every good work, and teaches them the ways of spiritual improvement. Let us therefore, as I said, receive again in mind and heart the Saviour's words. For he teaches us in what manner we ought to make our request unto him, in order that the act may not prove unrewarded to them who practice it, and that no one may anger God, the bestower of gifts from on high, by means of those very things by which he imagines that he shall gain some benefit. For it is written, There is a righteous man who perisheth in his righteousness. For see, I pray, an instance of this clearly painted, so to speak, in the parable set before us. One who prayed is condemned, because he did not offer his prayer wisely. For two men, it says, went up unto the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. And here we must admire the wise arrangement of Christ our common Saviour, in all things whatsoever he does and says. For by the parable previously read to us, he called us to diligence, and to the duty of offering prayer constantly. For the evangelist said, And he spake unto them also a parable, to the intent that men ought always to pray, and must not grow weary. Having then urged them to diligence in constant prayer, yet, as I said, lest by doing so sedulously, but without discretion, we should enrage him whom we supplicate, he very excellently shows us in what way we ought to be diligent in prayer. Two men, then, he says, went up to the temple to pray. Observe here, I pray, the impartiality and entire fairness of the unerring nature. For he calls those who were praying men, since he looks not so much at wealth or power, but regarding their natural equality, he considers all those who dwell upon earth as men, and is in no respect different from one another. And what then was the manner of their prayer? 
the pharisee it says prayed thus to himself god i thank thee that i am not like the rest of mankind extortioners unjust adulterers or as this publican many at once are the faults of the pharisee for first of all he is boastful and without sense for he praises himself although the sacred scripture cries aloud let a neighbour praise thee and not thine own mouth a stranger and not thine own lips but o excellent sir one may well say to him behold those who live in the practice of good and holy actions as any one may see are not very ready to listen to the words of flatterers yea and even if men extol them they often are covered with shame and drop their eyes to the ground and beg silence of those that praise them but this shameless pharisee praises and extols himself because he is better than extortioners and the unjust and adulterers but how did it escape thy notice that a man's being better than the bad does not necessarily and of course prove him to be worthy of admiration but that to vie with those who habitually excel is a noble and honourable thing and admits a man into the number of those who are justly praised our virtue therefore must not be contaminated with fault but must be single-minded and blameless and free from all that can bring reproach for what profit is there in fasting twice in the week if thy so doing serve only as a pretext for ignorance and vanity and make thee supercilious and haughty and selfish thou tithest thy possessions and makest a boast thereof but thou in another way provokest god's anger by condemning men generally on this account and accusing others and thou art thyself puffed up though not crowned by the divine decree for righteousness but heapest on the contrary praises upon thyself for i am not he says as the rest of mankind moderate thyself o pharisee put a door to thy tongue and a lock thou speakest to god who knoweth all things await the decree of the judge none of those skilled in the practice of wrestling ever crowns himself nor does any man receive the crown of himself but awaits the summons of the arbiter lower thy pride for arrogance is both accursed and hated by god although therefore thou fastest with puffed-up mind thy so doing will not avail thee thy labour will be unrewarded for thou hast mingled dung with thy perfume even according to the law of moses a sacrifice that had a blemish was not capable of being offered to god for it was said unto him of sheep and ox that is offered for sacrifice there must be no blemish therein since therefore thy fasting is accompanied by pride thou must expect to hear god saying this is not the fast that i have chosen saith the lord thou offerest tithes but thou wrongest in another way him who is honoured by thee and that thou condemnest men generally this is an act foreign to the mind that fears god for christ even said judge not and ye shall not be judged condemn not and ye shall not be condemned and one also of his disciples said there is one lawgiver and judge why then judgest thou thy neighbour no man because he is in health ridiculeth one who is sick 
for being laid up and bedridden rather he is afraid lest perchance he become himself the victim of similar sufferings nor does any man in battle because another has fallen praise himself for having escaped from misfortune for the infirmity of others is not a fit subject for praise for those who are in health nay even if any one be found of more than usually vigorous health even then scarcely does he gain glory thereby such then was the state of the self-loving pharisee but what of the publican he stood it says afar off not even venturing so to speak to raise up his eyes on high thou seest him abstaining from all boldness of speech as having no right thereto and smitten by the reproaches of conscience for he was afraid of being even seen by god as one who had been careless of his laws and had led an unchaste and dissolute life thou seest also that by his external manner he accuses his own depravity for the foolish pharisee stood there bold and broad lifting up his eyes without scruple bearing witness of himself and boastful but the other feels shame at his conduct he is afraid of his judge he smites upon his breast he confesses his offences he shows his malady as to the physician he prays that he may have mercy and what is the result let us hear what the judge saith this man he says went down to his house justified rather than the other let us therefore pray without ceasing according to the expression of the blessed paul but let us be careful to do so aright the love of self is displeasing to god and he rejects empty haughtiness and a proud look puffed up often on account of that which is by no means excellent and even if a man be good and sober let him not on this account suffer himself to fall away into shameful pride but rather let him remember christ who says to the holy apostles when ye have done all those things those namely which have been commanded you say we are unprofitable servants we have done that which was our duty to do for we owe unto god over all as from the yoke of necessity the service of slaves and ready obedience in all things yea though thou leadest an excellent and elect life exact not wages of the lord but rather ask of him a gift as being good he will promise it thee as a loving father he will aid thee restrain not thyself then from saying god be merciful to me the sinner remember him who says by the voice of isaiah declare thou thy sins first that thou mayest be justified remember too that he rebukes those who will not do so and says behold i have a judgment against thee because thou sayest i have not sinned examine the words of the saints for one saith the righteous is the accuser of himself in the beginning of his words and another again i said i will confess against myself my transgression unto the lord and thou forgavest the iniquity of my heart what answer then will those make to this who embrace the new tenets of novatus and say of themselves that they are pure whose prayer do they praise that of the pharisee who acquitted himself or that of the publican who accused himself 
if they say that of the pharisee they resist the divine sentence for he was condemned as being boastful but if that of the publican why do they refuse to acknowledge their own impurity certainly god justifies those who know well their transgressions and are willing to confess them but these men will have the portion of the pharisee we then say that in many things we all of us offend and that no man is pure from uncleanness even though his life upon earth be but one day let us ask then of god mercy which if we do christ will justify us by whom and with whom to god the father be praise and dominion with the holy ghost for ever and ever amen end of sermon one hundred twenty